The following podcast contains swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this is Pilot Error, the show you're only listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. So true. Today we are going to be covering two shows because one of them we ended up watching and we didn't really think all that much of it. We'll give you some background when we get through our weekly updates. So basically we're splitting this into two sections. One will be on The Sniffer and the other half will be on the comedy show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So first of all, we'll just go through a few weekly updates that we've got. So first of all, the PLL update, of course. Yep. Penultimate episode was last week. Pretty good episode. Learned a few things. We found out who killed Charlotte, which was Mona, which I predicted. It was a bit of a weird way that they did it, though, because it seemed like they were going to do a double fake out. That didn't end up happening. And Marlene has confirmed that Mona did, in fact, kill her because you didn't actually see her throw Charlotte off the roof. So I thought maybe someone else comes in and Charlotte's still alive and they throw her off the roof. But apparently that's not what happened. So we just have to go with what Marlene says in interviews afterwards because she likes to do that. There wasn't really much else that we learnt in the episode, but there's a lot of Twincer vibes still going on. There was some weird Caleb vibes weird toby vibes even but i'm pretty sure toby's not going to be ad but tomorrow is the finale i'm very excited i've actually taken the day off work to watch it (laughs) so it comes out in australia at about quarter past 12. yep so i will watch that as soon as i can access it very excited gonna have a couple glasses of champagne glasses (laughs) yeah i've got two bottles in the fridge so we'll see how that goes My ultimate prediction for AD, I'm just going to put this out here now. I've got a bad feeling that it will be Twincer because it does seem like there is a twin. And if the twin isn't involved somehow, it seems kind of weird that they would just bring in a twin in the final episode and not have her be part of the whole AD situation. But I would really like to see Ezra be AD. That would really close off a lot of things for me. And I just really don't want him to end up with Arya and him being AD would definitely make that not happen. So well, they could just make him reveal it and then she stays with him anyway. Oh, that, God, that would be terrible. Or even if they were a, like a team, I don't think it hasn't really shown that they're a team. It goes against everything that's happened, but that would be pretty cool. Arya Ezra team. That's the PLL update. Thank God. <laughs> what would we do without it? Well, next week we'll be... The final PLL update. So that'll be exciting. I'm so excited to find out who AD is tomorrow. It's just taken over my life. It's crazy. Another interesting thing we watched this week was Sharknado 4. Interesting. The Force Awakens. I love these movies. (laughs) Josh, you know I love them. I, I can't say I love them. I really enjoy them while I'm watching them because they're just so ridiculous. It's hilarious. But I wouldn't actively sit down and watch, except for this one. Because one of our heroes is in this one. Oh, Corey. For about 20 seconds. <laughs> Corey Taylor features. That's one of the best parts of these films is that they just have all these really crazy cameos. Yeah. Um, some of the weirder ones would be Penn and Teller. We're in one of them. Yep, in the last one. 
And there's actually some really weird cameos coming up in the next movie, Sharknado 5. Uh, it's being released in August and it's called Global Swarming. Bit of a, bit of a play on words there. They uh, always like to go for the play on words. What was the, lo- the one we watched called? The Fourth Awakens. Yeah. And that's because, um, oh, what's her name? Tara Reid. She has like a, a fake... lightsaber yeah. arm. <laughs> she had a bionic arm in the last um, movie because her arm got bitten off by a shark. And then she actually ends up getting completely killed by a shark in the third one. Yeah. But she comes back to life somehow and then she's got a lightsaber arm. Yeah, her, her dad is Gary Busey. Oh, so yeah. she comes back to life. Because so that crazy. makes sense. Because the one person in that movie that I believe is a scientist would be Gary Busey. <laughs> They're such good movies. I love them. So the weird cameos that are apparently going to be in the fifth one are Olivia Newton-John. And she's actually pretty high up in the casting I was looking at today. So I think she might be not just a character that's there and then dies, which well, maybe is what happens to most of the characters. Maybe it's going to be like his mum. Mm, I feel like we've seen his mum before and it wasn't Olivia Newton-John. Who knows? Like, they could just change the actress. Yeah. It's Sharknado. Yeah. I can't believe they're bringing out the fifth one. (laughs) I remember when the first one came out and everyone just thought it was the stupidest idea, but then it just caught on and now it's like this cult thing. Yeah, but it was one of those things where back in the day, back in the DVD days, you got a blockbuster video. What a weird sentence. Yeah, what's that? And they'd have those, you know, really B and C grade, like, shark attack, piranha, like, giant alligator versus giant ape bullshit films. Yeah. And that was one of them. And it started out as one of them, and then it just went crazy. (laughs) I think they've... The budget's gone up, definitely. Like, even though it still looks a little bit shit... Yeah. They're definitely putting more money into these films. They just... (laughs) Which um, is great. They just embrace the meme. At the start, it was what it was. It was like one of these crazy movies. And then they were like, this is dumb. And every other movie wasn't like, this is dumb. Like, let's change it. They're all hit. These guys were like, this is dumb. Let's just push it. Yeah. Like, really hard. Just make it so crazy. Because in this one, they're just like circulating through different types of tornadoes that are being created. Yes, it's like a lava one, yeah. and an electric one. Yeah, boulder NATO. A boulder one. Lightning NATO. <laughs> and it's just like the sharks, fire NATO, lava yeah. NATO. Oh my god, so good. So insane. But just so funny. It just kept going, and they just kept thinking of stuff. Brilliant. Another insane cameo is going to be, of all people... Carl Stefanovic. Yeah, Carl Stefanovic. From the Today Show. That'll be funny. And also yeah. his co-host, who I've forgotten her name. I think her name's Lisa. It's Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> I'm pretty excited to see Carl get mauled by a shark. I, I think that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be them reading the news and then they'll get eaten yeah. by a shark. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Because there's always that shot of like the news readers and then a big shark comes through the window and yeah. just like, eats them on camera. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Another show I've been getting back into... This week is, you guys have probably never heard of this unless you're from England or from that area of the world, but The Crystal Maze, a game show from the 90s, started the the year before I was born, so 1990. I've just been watching full episodes on YouTube and getting real into it, (laughs) like so into it, watching it on the train that I almost forget to get off the train. Yeah. It's so good. I've got to get you to... Oh, you did watch an episode. Yeah, I watched an episode the other day. What did you think? I, I understand. Right. I fully understand where you're coming from. But, like, it's almost two 90s. <laughs> like, everybody looks like they're in costume. I mean, they technically they're in costume, but you know what I mean? 
They're wearing these sort of space suits Yeah, or so something. they're in space costume, but now it looks like they're in 90s costume. Yeah, sure. Like, they're just trying to be as 90s as possible. Everybody looks like they're wearing a wig because their hair's so insane. <laughs> like, and all the... Everyone's still kind of got 80s hair because it's so early 90s. Yeah, and all the games are really strange. Oh, yeah. So but they yeah. just, like, scream at each other. <laughs> Yeah. But it's really awkward because they're just like, yeah, team, yeah. And then they get in the room and they're just like, you fucking idiot, fucking do it right. There's you're no like, oh swearing. It's a family show. Mate, I hear the swearing. <laughs> they actually have beeped out a few swears in the episodes that I've watched. There you go. <laughs> but they basically just compete in these little mini games to win crystals, which gives them time in the crystal dome to win <laughs> tickets and prizes. It just sounds so 90s. Yeah. And the host of it's this crazy, like, flamboyant dude who wears these weird suits and... I think his name's Richard O'Brien. I think he was pretty famous in the 90s, but I don't know what he's doing now. He might be dead. Orcs. Watching old reruns of Crystal Maze, maybe, on YouTube. <laughs> so get on the Crystal Maze if you're into game shows. It's really funny. Um, another thing I wanted to just make a quick comment on was last week we were talking about the new Coke No Sugar drink. Oh, yeah. Just been released in Australia, and I tried it. I really enjoyed it, actually. And I've been drinking it on the reg. Mm. But I still prefer Coke Zero, I got I've, to say. I've um I'll switch to Pepsi now. <laughs> so I think that sums it up for me. Well what did you say? You said it tasted like something. Yeah, it tastes like uh I really like Coke Zero and I do really like regular Coke, though it's quite difficult to drink now. But Coke no sugar tastes like those old cola bottle oh, yeah. gummy lollies you used to get. Like, not the good quality ones, like the bad quality ones. <laughs> <laughs> like the ones you get in those five kilo bags yeah, it's at like, like Costco or yeah, Kmart or something. Like when you were a kid and you did stupid stuff, I reckon one time I got some of those cola bottles and put them in water. Ooh. Because... To try and make Coca-Cola. Because it was far too familiar. <laughs> that flavour. Yeah, did not rate it. Okay, fair enough. But if I was you and you haven't tried it, give it a go and see what you think. So Josh, you want to talk about your bits? My bits. bits on. I'll talk about my bits on, on air. God, that's orcs. Yeah. Montenegro on the rocks. Yeah, blame it on the blame it on the Montenegro. No, I'm not. Okay, so what else did we do this week? So we watched a very interesting movie. Uh, it's called Keanu, and it's a Keenan Peel film. How did you feel about it, really? I quite liked it, but maybe just because the little cat in it was the, so cute. The cat was very cute. It was a uh, classic Keenan Peel. Basically, white people pretending to be black for a few hours, even though, because they're they're half and half. Are they? Yeah, they're oh, half I white thought... and half black. Oh, I thought they were. Yeah, so two it's, black men. So it's well, technically yes, <laughs> but they spend like an hour and a half hamming it up, and sometimes it's really difficult to sit through. <laughs> yeah. Because they just act like white people acting like black people. Yeah, so they get involved with these gangster people who are very. Stereotypically drug- black. Yeah, and they're drug dealers. Yeah, drug and dealers. Like... And so they have to ham up their... I don't know. Yeah. And it just... <laughs> it's hard. I really like Keenan Peel's show, but maybe that's just because it's like snippets and then it's like next thing, next thing, next thing. Mm. Whereas like a whole hour and a half of just them doing this it one was thing. It extreme as well. Like, Oh, it's crazy. Just shocking moments where you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they're good at. I quite enjoyed it though. We also watched, I was introduced to a fantastic show, and you should definitely get on this if you're a big fan of stuff we've talked about, like The Mick, or you're a big fan of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that we're going to talk about in this episode, or maybe It's Always Sunny. 
so the show is called it's called Nathan for You, and it's essentially about a guy who's got a business degree and he goes to people's businesses and he tries to make them better, in just the craziest ways, just <laughs> such out of the box things you wouldn't believe. He goes to a store that sells antiques. And he advises the woman to get drunk people to come in and break stuff so that she can make money. Uh, in one episode, he ties balloons to fat people so they can ride horses. <laughs> and he's got... <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen all these episodes, so I'm yeah. hearing these for the first time. And he's time. got um, like big pizza paddles to protect the balloons from trees. <laughs> and he's got a scarecrow on a drone to keep the birds away. Like, it, it's so brilliant. He just... Takes it up one step at a time, one step at a time. Fantastic. And he's completely deadpan the whole time. He's he's, serious. He's He's dead serious. He's a comedian, but these are real businesses. Yeah, but I think they're in on it, though. There's no way that they're They'd be in on it. I reckon they'd be in on it at the end, but just some of the stuff that he gets away with is amazing. Like the... He makes a box, a a soundproof box for a hotel so that uh, parents can have sex while their child's in the box. (laughs) So he hires porn actors to have sex <laughs> in the bed while the child is a meter away in the box. And then he shows the video to the owner of the hotel. <laughs> it's great. If you're into like really weird, just out, out, like off the wall comedy, just go for it. It's brilliant. I, I laugh every five minutes. He just comes up with something better and something better and something better. The other thing is that we need to invest some money sometime pretty soon into buying... The Nintendo Switch! Because we're huge fans of the Splatoon games. Game. And now, well, there's... The first there, one. Technically, there's two now. But it's not out yet. Well, it's not out yet. Yeah. But technically, it exists. Um, and this one actually has multiplayer, so we don't have to swap every time. We can play together for once. That was such a downfall of the first game, because you could only play multiplayer online. So you had to, yeah, you had to take turns playing. Yeah, well, you, you couldn't we, play against each other, like, you, like on we, the same team. Yeah, you can play against each other in the first one, but it's just one-on-one. Yeah. So in this one, it will be much better. We can play together on the same team against other people around yeah. the world, which would be awesome. And it will reduce the time of play by a lot, because we'll both get yeah. bored at the same rate at the same time. Yeah. So that comes out on July 21st, so I think we'll probably buy a Nintendo Switch sometime around then. Yep. I hope it'll come out as a bundle and we can save some money, maybe. The other thing is that I'm pretty excited. Three days, and then Crash Bandicoot's Insane Trilogy comes out on PS4. And then we can just live inside. <laughs> replay. So that's all, like, remastered The first old three, games, right? Yeah. yeah, the first three remastered. Really excited. It looks really great. So you want to move on to music news? Yep. you got to talk about this feud that's been going on the last week. So the feud is... It's pretty great. I don't know, I don't want to divide the audience, but um, we'll start it with like, we'll just stick to facts here. You think that's best? Yeah. yeah. Nickelback is a shit band. <laughs> Fact. So there is a, a feud between uh, Corey Taylor and Chad Kroger at the moment. I don't understand why Chad, Chad Kroger started this feud. So Chad Kroger's from Nickelback, Corey Taylor is from, from Slipknot, Slipknot and, Stone and they're feuding. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why Chad Kroger started this feud with Corey. Because everyone knows how volatile he is and, like, you don't want to mess with Corey. No. I don't understand why anyone would try and pick no, a fight. No, not at all. <laughs> Especially because Corey is... He's smarter than you are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in so many ways, he is such a smart guy. So quick. And Chad Kroger is Chad Kroger. Like, <laughs> you know, 
Look at this photograph. I'm looking at it, Chad. It's boring. Maybe he's sad because him and Avril Lavigne are breaking up. Who cares? <laughs> if you if you marry someone C-grade and you're C-grade, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> you can't get into B from C by marrying C. That's not how it works. I reckon their relationship should have worked. I, I thought they found something there. Because they're both boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, no. Kitty. You're so pretty. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember that song? Yes. I, I still can't... We still can't get past, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. Yeah, well, that wasn't even that bad compared to the Hello Kitty song. It's true, but, like, that's where it stopped for me <laughs> back then. Were you okay? Yeah. Losing your glasses there. Just knocked my glasses off. Basically, Chad is picking out Corey and saying that he doesn't, like, he doesn't need a mask to be famous and that their band is ugly and bad and, like, uh, really generic, which are not traits I'd put on Slippy at all. <laughs> Because there's not really much else that's anywhere even remotely close to them. And we've had a few things. Corey didn't really say anything for a long time. And he just sort of retweeted things that other people would say. But I read one the other day, which just made me so happy. And it was a response that Corey put on Chad by saying that Corey's one sexiest man in rock three years wearing a mask. (laughs) And Chad Kroger's one ugliest man in rock without a mask. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't he say you look like a foot as well or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, but it ended with, so stick that up your ass. <laughs> I love Corey. <laughs> He's just so good. So I'm pretty excited to see where this goes. We already know who's going to lose. Yeah. Because he's already lost. Yeah, don't call out really good popular bands when your band is known for being the band that everybody doesn't like. I know. It's a strange way well, to go. There's quite a lot of hate towards both of these dudes, though. Lots of people don't like Corey either. I know, but this is not the stereotypical band to say... Yeah, I know. We hate them or stupid people don't like them or whatever. And if you if you like Nickelback, I mean, go to the doctor or something. But, like, <laughs> not everybody likes Slipknot, I understand. For some people, it's just not their thing and it's not easily digestible. And we really like Slipknot. But, comparatively, the bands... Are in different universes. Yeah. Skill-wise and that. Yeah. Stone Sour are bringing out a new album soon. Oh, more money. Good. <laughs> so we can get that before they come for their tour. Well, we're probably going to have to because they'll probably just play <laughs> that whole album. Yeah, probably. So the next piece of music news, we went to go see The Amity Affliction. It was not good. No. <laughs> it was... They were very off. Yeah. The vibe was kind of low. Mm-hmm. Aaron didn't do very well with his vocals. I'm sorry, Aaron. We love you. Yeah, but I don't know. Too many cigarettes or drinks or something. <laughs> just just didn't sound day. right. <laughs> and I just didn't really enjoy it that much. I really don't think they're vibing as a band like they used to with everything Joel's going through. But Aaron's still acting this way. Yeah, it's so weird because Joel is a an addict. Hmm. He was an al- he's an alcoholic. Yeah. And Aaron just drinks on stage right next to him. Yeah. And is constantly out getting pissed. And I don't understand how they can be such good friends and be in this band together where they've got I, such different lifestyles. I don't think they are anymore. I think that's why the band's not going so well. Yeah. Because Aaron wants to go out and Joel can't. Yeah. So they can't hang out together. They just hang out at band so practice. So it's not vibing. No. And they also brought out this song for... Po- uh, Punk, pop goes punk, what? What's it called? Pop. Pop goes punk? There you go. (laughs) 
So they brought out a cover of Bruno Mars' I Can't Feel My Face. It's bad. And it wasn't very good at all. It's not good. It was. It's literally just the same, like Aaron doing the singing, the mm. same, with Joel doing like growl vocals underneath. Yeah. And it's really tired and slow and... They just remake the song with their instruments. Yeah, it just sounds weird. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I love you guys. Yeah, we're just not feeling it anymore. No. I think they're going downhill, and I'm really sad to see that. Yeah. But there's so many good other good Australian hardcore bands that are coming through now, mm. and they're just kind of falling by the wayside, I feel like. they We've been with them for a very long time, though. Yeah. They Compared to other bands that we've listened to, and we've been listening to, they've stuck around for a long time, and they've been relevant in our lives for a long time. So maybe it's just sort of... Maybe we're just getting over it. Running its course, yeah. Oh, well, these things happen. Yeah. I'm glad I haven't got an Amity Affliction tattoo. (laughs) On your face. (laughs) The other couple of things I want to touch on, the Listen Out lineup came out. Was it good? It wasn't good. Oh. The only good person on it, really, was What's So Not. Yeah! Well, yeah, What's So Not is awesome, but... I'm not going to go to a festival to see What's So Not. No, there was literally nothing else on there that really interested me or my friend Amy... No. So we didn't buy tickets. I don't know how the tickets have sold. They probably haven't sold out. But was not impressed. Maybe it's just not aimed towards you guys anymore. Yeah, there was a lot of kind of like um, like overseas hip-hop rap acts, that's, which I'm not that into. But people are thing. into that right now. So. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, trap and just electro music are smashing into rap at the moment. Yeah, it's all kind of going that way. So yeah. it makes sense, but... The other thing, Alice in Wonderland has announced that she's doing another one of those warehouse tours. Oh, God. It was good fun last time. What are you talking about? It was good, but come on. We miss. We couldn't see Slumberjack. <laughs> That's true. They got the times wrong, so yeah. we got there in time for Slumberjack and they'd already played. Yeah. So that sucked. But this one she's calling, I think it's called Wonderland Scarehouse. Right. So it's going to have like a hor- horror theme to it. I think I saw an ad for it on Facebook. Yeah, the ad was actually really cool. Yeah. It was kind of creepy. I didn't think it was for Alice in Wonderland until it finished. <laughs> yeah, because then she's standing there, you know, in her, like, trademark yeah. T-shirt and socks or whatever. <laughs> well, that sounds really lame, but she's she looks awesome in it. She's okay. got those over-the-knee socks and then, like, a T-shirt dress. She always looks beautiful. It's the cake combo. Yeah, both. You suppose? Maybe she models herself after me. Yeah, true. I mean... <laughs> no, I totally would steal all outfit ideas from her. She has great style. Anyway, so we should we jump into the sniffer? Oh, I guess we should. Do you want to read um, the description and then we'll... Do you want to try to say what it's actually called? Nyukach. <laughs> How would you say it? Um, not any better than that. I just thought it was great. Say it. How you put your heart and soul into that. Nyukach. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, it's, it's a Ukrainian show. Yeah, it turned out to be Ukrainian. So, it's in Russian? So, I think so. So, we watched it with subtitles. It has a 7.1 out of 10 on Surprising. IMDb, which, yeah, that's pretty um, generous, actually. <laughs> so this is the synopsis. They call him the Sniffer. He's the proud owner of an acute sense of smell. He knows things about you, even you don't, and would rather keep to yourself. Yep. I read so that really badly, but you get the idea. But that's what it says. So basically... The way we came across this is I was just sort of trawling through Netflix to try to find something to watch 
that basically Kate wouldn't want to watch, which is really difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> Kate loves TV. I saw that there was a show called The Sniffer just came up. I thought that's a terrible name for a show. And then I read this description and when I read it, it's like, you know, when you talk to your friends about, you know, like, oh, there's a detective, but they're a psychic or there's a detective and they're a mentalist and like, and you'd be talking to people and you're like, oh, what's next? Like a detective who just smells really good. They made the show. They made it. <laughs> like the thing that you would just joke about has been made. So that's basically, is, is, is he a, de- I don't know if he's a detective, but he's a guy who smells real good. And based on that, he solves crimes for people. Yeah, I don't really remember what happened in the episode because I was doing laundry and housework at the same time because I got bored. So the reason that we've split this is because I really wanted to talk about it because it's just so ridiculous. But we couldn't sit through it more than one time to make notes because it was just so boring. (laughs) The worst part for me would probably be the animations that come up when he's doing the sniffing. Oh yeah, they're like the weird smoke. Yeah. Like he can see the smells and they turn into the people and like... Weird. It's weird. Yeah, and his house. His house is just a big air filter, but he's got all these like little vials of every smell in the world in them. Yeah, so he like trains himself at home yeah. on different smells in his spare time. Yeah, and he's got like nose plugs that he wears everywhere, and like oh, it's really strange. So that when he gets the crime scene, he takes them out, and then he gets you know this fresh smell. Or yeah, <laughs> the fresh but- smell. <laughs> There's but, a lot of that going on, just him oh. standing there with his eyes closed and his head up and his, you can see up his nostrils and he's yeah. just like... I'm yeah, not really into noses. There's so. a lot of it, yeah. But like, it kind of freaked me out. So like the first thing that happens in the episode is that he gets on a plane and he takes out the nose plugs so we can smell the newspaper to tell if it's fresh or not. And because he took out his nose plugs, there's a guy with a cast on his arm and he works out that that guy has a bomb... <laughs> Because he can smell all the bomb stuff. And then the pilot comes and he's like, oh, I don't believe you. And then he's like, smells the pilot. And then he's like, oh, you had sex with that hostess like twice. Like one of those, you've got to prove that yeah. your nose is a is a magic or whatever. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> I feel like it's just a shit version of Everything Sherlock else. or, you know, like a Sherlock Holmes character. Yeah, that's but good instead at smelling. of seeing it, he yeah. smells everything. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. But shit. Yeah. <laughs> And we love Sherlock Holmes stuff. So for us to say it's bad was like, it was bad. If you watch the first episode, that's probably all you're going to watch, I reckon. Well, the other thing was that his his ultimate weakness, he's got an allergy to cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Of course he does. So they're going to try to strong arm a cat into like every episode. That was a pretty funny scene, actually, though, when the cat just like jumps off. It just attacks him. <laughs> Jumps off this railing onto his face and then yeah. he's like, oh, and then he, yeah, then he has to stay at home for like three days to yeah. recover from his allergies until, until he can go and solve crimes again because he can't smell. Yeah, it's so weird. And then they like have that doctor that's like his love interest because she like gives him this stuff to nebulize and smell that like will get rid of his allergies or something. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, so it's such a strange show, but they catch the bad guy. Somehow. Yeah. And what about the detective? Is it just always eating hamburgers? Why? <laughs> no, he was always trying to eat a hamburger and then someone would interrupt him and that was his thing. His thing is just that he, he eats hamburgers. He wants to eat a hamburger but yeah. he keeps getting interrupted. Yeah. And I, I think that was supposed to be funny but it was just a bit weird. It was so strange. And it just ended so abruptly. But like, how about he gets shot with a paintball gun and like has a fucking 
heart attack or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he was shot, that shot in the chest and then he has like, and then he's just on the floor. I think if a paintball hits you from close range though, like an, in, on your sternum, it mm. can wind you. Maybe you just got winded or it went in his stomach and he got winded. I don't, I don't think that was it. I think they said something about his heart. He's got some cardiac issues. Yeah. So I'm he's got an a, allergy to cats yeah. and a bad heart. Yeah. But he smells real good. It's got to be a trade-off. <laughs> got to have weaknesses. Not a good trade. <laughs> what about the, the thing that got to me? So it ended really abruptly then. They catch the guy and they're just like, oh, suck shit. And then the episode ends. So I don't know if that's just like a Ukrainian way to wrap everything up. It wasn't like he goes home and then he talks to his son or there wasn't a lesson. Just like we caught the bad guy credits. Yeah, maybe Straight it's just away. a different way of television. But the other thing was the photo, like the ringtones. Do you remember the ringtones? No. All the ringtones are like really like what you would call ambient scary noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if in the Ukraine that's the set like stereotypical ringtone. Yeah, but surely everyone uses iPhones over there and iPhones all have the same ringtones. Yeah, but the ringtone is like, oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> And they're like, yep, just that's my mum. <laughs> it's so, so strange. But yeah, so we watched The Sniffer. We could not watch the second it again. We just couldn't watch it. So, I think that's probably all we're going to say on that. Did you want to give it a quick rating out of 10? Oh, like a Overall, one. A one? A one, yeah. I'd give it a two just because it was kind of funny. But it, but like, it wasn't supposed to be funny. It wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> so it's a pretty rough rating to give it. But yeah, if you want to watch something that just doesn't doesn't do anything for you... The Sniffer, perfect. 10 out of 10. Would watch. Well, everyone's given it, like, pretty good reviews on here. 10 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> Unique. Creatively written. Well, this person taught forensic science for a number of years. <laughs> the actors are extremely talented, especially the lead and his ex-wife. She puts the B in that unladylike word. I guess she means bitch. <laughs> I guess it means bitch. The storylines are terrific. Well, I don't really agree with you, Pop and Russ. <laughs> You're always going to have people who think that it's, you know, the best shit. Yeah. Well, then we were looking at reviews for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and there's always people who are like, Andy Samberg fucking sucks. Yeah. He's not funny. That it's badly written. We've seen it all before. No, we have not. Like, <laughs> I really disagree with Well, apparently that. it's like Police Academy, but I've never watched that. Well, maybe it is, but... It might be a little bit like a police academy, but it's not a slapstick journey into stupid people. Like, we'll talk about Brooklyn. All right, let's jump into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Before we get mad about it. So, why did we start watching this show? It was a while ago we started watching this. Yeah, a friend of ours uh, recommended it to us, but, you know, it's one of those ones where they start talking to you about the show as if you've watched it, because in their world everybody's watched it. And we didn't understand why, but I'm a huge fan of Andy Samberg, love The Lonely Island, loved Hot Rod. Uh, recently they had Popstar. <laughs> Popstar came out, it was brilliant. If you're a fan of Andy Samberg or The Lonely Island, you definitely watch Popstar. Yeah, that's it's... like a comment commentary on pop stars and specifically Justin Bieber. Mainly Justin Bieber, yeah. But still brilliant and it's got all of these famous musicians in, in, in the interviews and they've agreed to do it. So it makes it seem like it's a documentary yeah. About this pop star and it's Andy Samberg sort of pretending to be Justin Bieber. But obviously, yeah, it's sort of like a mockumentary, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but it's so great. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was it was brilliant. Definitely watch it again. Probably watch it soon. But yeah, it got recommended to us by a friend. 
And we've and, seen um, this pilot about four or five times. Probably. I I laugh every time I watch it. Yeah, it's one of those shows. And we just finished watching it again. Yeah. Before this, you would you watch the rest of the show based on the pilot? I'm still watching the rest of the <laughs> I know, show. We are, and it's on free to air TV now. Yeah, it's what? on SBS. Is it SBS two something? They play a couple Maybe of episodes of it pretty much every night now. Yeah. When we started watching it. No one was really into it, nobody, but now everyone knew knows it. it. Yeah, nobody knew about it when we started watching it, because we were cool. But <laughs> We knew about it before it was cool. So long before it was and cool. And Job knew about it before Uncle it was even written. Yeah, Uncle Job knew about it for ages. Because he's the coolest. <laughs> Can't disagree. Oh, we got a new follower Ooh. on Instagram. What a time. I'm not going to give him a shout out, though, because I don't know if it's a fake profile or not. Yeah, a bot. Probs. Do you want to read the description of Brooklyn? Yep. So this has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty good. For for IMDb is pretty good. Out of almost 81,000 ratings. So this is the synopsis. Jake Peralta, an immature but talented NYPD detective in Brooklyn's 99th precinct, comes into immediate conflict with his new commanding officer, the serious and stern Captain Ray Holt. Pretty good. Yeah, well, it's all set in this one police office. Well, and the places they go to. Yeah. So it's set in the precinct. But it's all just revolving around these few characters that are in this police precinct. Do you want to just go through the quickly the episode itself? So basically what happens is we've already got the detectives and they're already working in this precinct. And they get a new captain, Captain Raymond Holt. The actor who plays Ray Holt is amazing. <laughs> I wanted to make a reference then, but I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> That's good. Steve Holt. Oh, Steve Holt. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'll cut out the bit where I didn't remember the reference. Sounds good, but we'll leave this bit in. <laughs> Steve Holt. And he's quite strict compared to their old captain. And it's basically Andy Samberg's character, Jake, trying to mess with him to see if he can't break him down. And they're chasing someone who stole ham. Very expensive ham. Very expensive ham. Yes. I think it's supposed to be like Serrano prosciutto ham or something. Well, they said it was like... $700 or something. Yeah, but a prosciutto costs that much. Do you remember that episode of Mystery Diners? Where the guy pawns a prosciutto for his phone. <laughs> yeah. Why did the pawn shop take the prosciutto? <laughs> I want to go over there right now. I want to go over there right now. It's that guy. Mystery Diners gets another shout out. Mate, we love that shit. It's garbage. You want to go through some of the cast then? Andy Sandberg is the main character. And there's Stephanie Beatrice. Plays Rosa Diaz. Rosa Diaz. Ow! She is a bit of a babe. She's a bit of a babe. She is this very, like, aggressive, serious cop. Not serious, but aggressive and quite scary. Everyone's scared of her. Yep. And then we've got Terry Crews. Terry goddamn Crews is in this show. <laughs> He's fantastic. If you needed another reason other than Andy Samberg to watch this show, Terry Crews. Yeah. So he's sort of like the leader, isn't he? He's a well, sergeant. He's a sergeant, yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, pretty fun-loving... Plays Terry Jeffers. So the thing about... How come he's got the same name? Because <laughs> it's Terry Crews. Is that in, his, in all of his contracts? It's like, I'll do this part, but the character's name has to be Terry. Well, it's very difficult to typecast Terry Crews. Because he's Terry Crews. <laughs> he's the hugest man in the world. But the thing about Terry I love is that he is really scared in, this, in the start of the, of the show. So he's on desk duty because... After his twins were born, and their names are Cadney and Lacey. Brilliant. Brilliant. They have adorable chubby, chubby cheeks. cheeks. 
um, he gets confined to a desk because he's too scared of being killed to carry a gun. So it's Terry Crews playing like a really frightened, like yeah, almost effeminate character, but he's, he's just built r- out. He's, he's huge. He's a huge Terry guy because it's Terry Crews. <laughs> There's also Melissa Fumero. She is Amy Santiago. She plays her role amazingly. So she's like a bit of a suck up yep. cop. So when the new captain comes, all she wants to do is become number one with him. Yeah. And she takes her job really seriously. And she's sort of in competition with Jake. They she are in competition. Be, she wants to be the best She wants detective. to be the best. Can I talk about the next person? Of course. So another character. <laughs> uh, the character's name is Charles Boyle. And it is played by one of the greatest men to ever grace this face of this planet. Joe Latrulio. Brilliant. <laughs> if you don't know Joe Latrulio... Uh, I think the best way we can do it is, uh, I love soccer. <laughs> I love soccer. I love Joe Latrulio. He's so Same. brilliant. <laughs> Give it all you got. Give me all you got. I'm making, uh, I love you man references. If you don't know. It's my favorite movie. It's Kate's favorite movie. Uh, Andy Seberg's in that as well. Oh yeah, he is. Small part though. So is Joe Latrulio. But yeah. anything with Joe Latrulio... <laughs> Is great. He's fantastic in Drunk History. He's fantastic in this show. Brilliant in I Love You, Man. Joe Latrulio, get His on it. His character is kind of like a bumbling cop. Charles Boyle. He's obsessed with Rosa. She doesn't feel the same about him. He is in love with Rosa. But he spends the whole episode just trying to go on a date with her. Yep. He knows everything there is to know about food in New York. Yeah. And he has like a pizza blast blog. And what a great character. <laughs> Just such a well-built, all-around character. There's Chelsea Peretti. She's a comedian. Yeah. We've watched a bit of her stand-up. Yeah. I think she's pretty funny. <laughs> she put dogs in the audience of her stand-up. She put her dogs in the audience. <laughs> She waves to them. And so while she's doing the stand-up, it just, instead of panning to audience members, it just pans to a dog in a seat. Yep. And I just thought that was really funny. Because she has I... a few of those. She has like a guy who cracks it for no reason and gets kicked out. And she's <laughs> organized it. Yeah. Or it pans over and there's just like a dude like talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Really loudly and just yeah. like yelling. She, oh, she's good. It's just a joke. But in this show, she plays uh, Gina. Gina is a fantastic character. So Gina's a dancer. Do you remember the name of her dance troupe? No. Floorgasm. <laughs> yeah, she's got a dance troupe. She is the personal assistant. Yeah, she's the personal assistant for Captain Raymond Holt. She's the first to get the gay vibes off Holt. She is the first to get the gay vibes off Holt. It's very interesting. I do really love Chelsea Peretti. She's in this show. She's the most human of anybody, even though she's the meanest person in the world. <laughs> She just like she just knows everybody and she knows what they're all about. Just a bit of a gossip. Yeah. The next character who is my favourite, is he your favourite? He's the best character in the show. Andre Brauger. Broger? Don't know how to say that. Anyway, he's <laughs> Captain Ray Holt. So he's the new captain that comes in. He's very dry. He's got a very dry sense of humour. He's quite serious, but he's hilarious. He's the funniest character, I think. They push it to the nth degree. In just the greatest way. They know exactly what they're doing with Ray Holt all the time. And I, I just love his character. 
the first thing he does when he comes in is basically humi- humiliate Jake in front of everyone. Yeah, because Jake's doing a impersonation of him, saying that he's a he's a robot. Yeah, I love it. He's like, do do the robot voice. Beep. <laughs> yeah, and he makes him makes him do the impersonation again, and then tells him it was terrible. Such a great character. I love uh, one of the times they have to stay in the office overnight, and everybody gets up and everybody looks terrible, and he gets up and he looks perfect and they're like oh you slept in your office and you look perfect and he goes what do you mean my hair is a mess and he's got no hair <laughs> he says everything's so deadpan and it's just so dry but everything he says is just really great perfect the other two main characters are hitchcock and scully hitchcock and scully played by dirk blocker and joel mckinnon miller i've seen mckinnon miller in a few things hitchcock and scully are sort of nothing characters the thing that i noticed about this though i don't like them they're my <laughs> least favorite well, I think they're supposed to be. Could do without. But some people, that's their favourite character. They're like, get yeah, Hitchcock Scully. And I'm like, take them or leave them. Yeah. We, the show needs them. The show really does need them. What, because you need like those dumb characters or whatever? Because well, everyone they, else is really smart. And well, they're they, really dumb. Well, they're really smart. Like, they're fantastic detectives. They just hide it because all they want to do is like hang out in their chairs all day and sleep. Yeah, and sleep eat and eat food. But they've got some great things. Like when... Uh, they reminisce about them doing cocaine. <laughs> so brilliant. And they used to kind of be party animals yeah. back, in the, <laughs> back in the 80s. So maybe that's why they're not quite so uh, in tip-top shape these days. Yeah. Well, they admit to having done cocaine for ages. And also the one... I remember one episode specifically and Jake says, oh, I need to relax. And they say, oh, there's some lewds in the lockup if you oh, want yeah. them. <laughs> like, what terrible police, but just brilliant characters. They've got some great parts. They weren't really in the pilot that much. You just saw them. No, they they get mentioned. The uh, Terry Crews mentions them, but he also mentions a character called Daniels, who we never see again. Yeah, I noticed that actually. Yeah. Some woman, but she never comes up. Never, no. Maybe they just couldn't get her back. Maybe. Well, they just didn't need her. You want to go through favorite scenes? Do you have a favorite scenes for people? Well, I'm having to read my notes because we didn't really organize this beforehand. We're just no. kind of. We're like, oh, we really have to record an episode. Yeah. And because I've got the day off tomorrow, I've got time to edit it tomorrow. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, we've got to record today. And so we just like, just went for it. Oh, okay. I've got my fa- a favorite scene of um, Amy and Peralta. Yep. So when they get back from that building where they're going to the crime scene, yep. they've spoken to this old guy and Amy thinks that that's where the criminal's going to be because of some things that she sees outside the apartment. Right? No. Okay, what happens? <laughs> she guesses that he's going to be like a, a late 20s eligible bachelor because of the fact that he's got a top floor apartment and he's got certain newspapers. Oh, okay. And then the guy opens the door and it's like this really old guy with an oxygen thing on. Yeah. And then um, Andy Samberg's just like, ah, oh, you're a terrible detective. And then they go back to the office and Andy's like, oh, Amy struck out with a 92-year-old. And she's like, that's not accurate. Wait, you hooked up with him? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably my favourite bit. That's good. I love... The, some of the door knockings are amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, that other guy. The guy... What is he? He's spelling his name. He says that one of the letters in his name is Clay. <laughs> the Clay is silent. The Clay is silent. And they show him a, a photo of someone who's been murdered. And he just says, thank you. And he takes it and closes the They're door. Like, no, 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 no. That, that's ours. We need that back. And he just like, thank you, thank you. Closes the door. <laughs> Gone. What I love about the old guy thing is that when they realise that it's he's an old guy, 
And he says, hello, sir. My name is Detective Right All The Time. And this is my partner, Detective Terrible Detective. Hmm. It's like so rough. <laughs> Do you have a favourite Charles bit? Oh, my God. When he's... The muffin? Oh. The muffin in the kitchen. So Terry Crews is talking about how Charles... He works harder than anybody, but he's not very dexterous. And he drops his muffin on the floor in the kitchen. And then when he's leaning down to pick up his muffin, he bangs his head. And when he bangs his head, he steps on the muffin. He gets so sad. <laughs> he's so sad. <laughs> my favourite bit's when he's talking about the expensive ham. And he's like, oh, there was this ham at my, my uncle's <laughs> really? funeral. I gorged on it. And I was constipated for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the constipation was going to be your favourite part. <laughs> I like toilet humour. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, when he's trying to buy the tickets to go to the movies with Rosa, and he just buys all the tickets Oh yeah, <laughs> to every movie. He really likes her. And she likes him as a friend, but not romantically. Because they have that cute little scene at the end in the car. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're sweet. You're really good company. And he's like, oh. Yeah. But- I think one of the best lines is when they're talking to each other. And he says, there's an old film festival on. Do you want to go? We can go to Citizen Kane. And she says, no, I hate Citizen Kane. Pick a better movie. And Charles says, I'll pick a better movie than Citizen Kane. <laughs> Regarded to be one of the best movies yeah. ever made. Just so simple, but so brilliant. I already mentioned what my favourite Holt bit was in this. It's when um, Terry shows the picture of his daughters. <laughs> yes. Like, they have adorable chubby cheeks. <laughs> Just the way he says it, it's so cute. It's so good. I love when... So in the show, Holt is trying to get Jake to wear a tie and Jake finally does wear a tie when he gets stuck in the file room and then to stick it to Holt, Jake's actually wearing a Speedo as well as the tie. (laughs) So what Holt does is he just invites everybody to come in and take photos of Jake while he's in the Speedo and he's like, no, 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 that's not not necessary. (laughs) He's like, everybody, bring a camera. (laughs) Do you have any other good scenes? Oh, the... The whole show is so quick that it's hard. Not No character has a particularly fantastic scene, but they all have fantastic jokes. Some of the characters have brilliant scenes later, uh, when Terry Crews is really tired and he's doing chin-ups and he falls asleep, but he just does like 25 minutes of chin-ups while he's asleep and nobody says anything. No, he doesn't do the chin-ups. He's just holding that pose like like when he's up and he just holds that and sleeps. So then he's actually done a really good workout. He's like, <laughs> he spent 25 minutes just like up on the bar. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Do we want to go into some ratings then if you don't have any other things you want to mention? Yeah, not really. So who's your favourite character? Oh, Raymond Holt. Holt. We've already sort of said this. Both of ours is Holt. And who's your least favourite? Hitchcock and Scully as well? Well, there you go, yeah. It's pretty hard. I, I understand they have their place, but I think in this episode it's Hitchcock and Scully. In the whole thing, it's the vulture. Oh, yeah, but he's sort of a secondary <laughs> character. Yeah, but I hate him. He's just this dickhead cop that comes later. Yeah. Just but there typical. is a great episode where Terry Crews just sort of carries him. <laughs> so they're at a crime scene and Terry Crews just picks him up, puts him over his shoulder and just carries him away. Because <laughs> yeah. he just gets to give a shit. So what would you rate the characters overall? Oh, the characters are perfect. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for great characters. characters. Plot of this episode? The plots are really good because... They've got all the jokes and they're just rapid fire one after the other and they're always good. Like, worst case scenario, good jokes. There's great jokes, but there's never, like, nothing ever falls flat. But they've still got this actual 
murder mystery they actually work out. Yeah, it's got that show. typical sort of yeah. cop show. So there's real crimes and they actually solve real crimes. The crimes aren't not dealt with, if that makes sense. They're not just in the precinct and stuff is happening around them. They've got an actual crime that happens that episode that they've got to figure out. But everything else is also happening in their lives and everything is all straight one after the other. And it all blends together and it's all believable. Yeah, it works The way that really things well. happen. Yeah. Even though they're all completely different characters, they all blend together really well. Yeah. I was just having a look at who wrote this episode. Mm-hmm. His name is Daniel Gore. Yeah. He has written for Parks and Rec. I think it's the same creators and stuff as Parks and Rec. Yeah. Which makes sense because they've got kind of similar vibes. Not that I've watched a lot of Parks and Rec, but it's it, from what I understand. It's much less... Parks and Rec's not awkward as much as, say, The Office or things like that. But it's more in that avenue. It says he's acted in The Office. If I wrote, I would make a cameo. I think... Well, you wrote it. I think I, Marlene <laughs> King, is making a cameo in the finale. Well, it's about She's time. cameoed before. Oh. Yeah. But it's she's going to cameo in this. I think she... She cameoed in the last reveal when Charlotte was revealed as... She was in the episode, so she's going to be in this one as well. What does she play in that episode? Like she's literally cup just... Of coffee. <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> An empty cup of coffee. They're always drinking fucking empty cups. And it's really annoying. <laughs> no, she was just like a passerby, like a neighbour that stopped to talk to one of the characters for a second. I didn't think mentioning the cup of coffee was going to make you so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, in TV shows where they're obviously drinking from an empty cup. Well, yeah. I don't understand why you can't just put some water in the cup to make it look like you're drinking. Because then you've got to go take a piss every 15 minutes because if the amount of times they shoot the scene, if you've got to swallow water every time, yeah, and they could choke on the water, and then you've got to wait like 15, 20 minutes for them to be able to breathe again. Yeah. What other ratings do we have? Costuming? They're because kind of just wearing like cop uniforms. Believable. Yeah. Like, believable. And this kind of revolved around the ties, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Because Peralta just steals a whole bunch of ties off Charles, Charles. <laughs> and hands them out. And then at one point he's like, I am wearing a tie. And he lifts up his shirt and it's just tied around his yeah. waist. <laughs> yep. And then the Speedo. Very nice Speedo. The Speedo. So what do you want to rate the costumes out of 10? It, they're, eight, they're everything they need to be. In eight, 8 or 9? 8.5? 8.5 out of 10. So secondary characters. What secondary characters do we have in this one? So you've got... Uh, oh, like the criminal? Yeah. So the perp? The perp. Um, there's a great scene where they, yeah, there's a great scene where they find the perp and he's in a deli and, um, he's just throwing salamis and shit. (laughs) And Jake says, everybody get down. And there's the old lady. Oh, she's good. She's good. And there's (laughs) everybody get down. And then he looks at this old lady who's just like walking around and he's like, or ignore me and continue shopping. And she's just sort of walking through the deli where they have, they've got guns out and the guys are running around throwing salamis at them and she's just ignoring it. (laughs) Yeah, she just stays in the store and just keeps shopping. And she's just really grumpy. She's like yeah. one of those really grumpy old like Italian ladies because yeah. it's like this Italian deli. But then there's also the maintenance worker. I really like the maintenance worker. Oh, yeah. When they're walking through they're walking through a, a storage, like a container yard. Unit. Storage unit. And there's, there's a woman, a rather large Asian lady, and she's mopping the floor. And they've got bulletproof vests on that say NYPD. Amy gestures for her to get out of the way. And the woman tells them to go around. And Amy points at the NYPD on her bulletproof vest. And the woman turns around and points at the word maintenance on the back of her. It just doesn't get out of the way. Amy's just like, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so secondary characters are actually really good now that yeah. you think about it. I reckon 10 out of 10. 
They put effort in. 10 out of 10 for primary, 10 out of 10 for secondary. Yeah. They have a few later that are really good, like the criminals that they have in there, really good. Like uh, the Halloween episode, I really like that one. And they have like a woman dresses Hillary Clinton and a guy dresses King John Un, and oh, they're yeah, like making out. <laughs> and the guy who um, compliments Boyle's stoom as well. So there's a random guy who uh, is dressed up like Mario Batali, oh. and the guy's like, "Cool Batali costume," and and Boyle's like, "Finally, someone with taste." And Jake says that he bit a guy's butt off at a WNBA game. <laughs> Fantastic. So they try really hard on their secondaries. Should we do some funny reviews? Yep, go for it. Yep. Found a few weird ones. So Scrand, good start, has uh, written a 2 out of 10 review. So we've got uh, Juvenile at best, boring and annoying at worst. The rest of this review is just to fill up 150 characters. <laughs> Savage. Savage. More juvenile. Got a 4 out of 10. Said, I feel bad for actors around that no talent clown sand turd. <laughs> I also read on the internet, someone thought that Adam Sandler made him famous. I really... Made Andy Samberg famous. I don't know if that's true. I remember That's My Boy. Not a good movie, but it was a movie. But if you think that That's My Boy is where Andy Samberg started, do your fucking research. Like, what... Who are you? So get on it. Watch the show. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the way to go. If you haven't, if you've got friends who say that they've seen it and you have to watch it, it's not just another one of those shows. It's amazing. It's a brilliant show. Really funny. Just hit after hit after hit after hit. What do no you reckon better, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or The Mick? Oh, I'd have to say Brooklyn's a little bit better than The Mick. Same. Mainly because... How many episodes behind are we in the mic? A lot. Yeah, you go. But also, Brooklyn's on Netflix. Yeah, it's easier to watch. <laughs> like, if you've got nothing else on, you just put on Brooklyn Nine-Nine while you're eating dinner or whatever. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> we sit at a table and eat dinner, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely eat on the couch. Yeah. Watching TV. Yeah, why not? That's wasted TV time if you sit at the no, table. Ridiculous. We talk while we make the food, and then we watch TV while we eat the food. Um, at work, I think it was today or yesterday, someone was like, oh, well, if you have your TV in your main room, you're like in your bedroom or whatever, you don't talk to your partner. Like, you don't... And I was like, I do talk to Josh. We just talk about TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't stop talking. And thus, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> at least we're putting into something productive. That's good. All right, well, we'll wrap it up. Just under an hour. Nice. So next time I think we might do more of a serious show, maybe. You reckon? A drama. What are you thinking? You've got something in mind. Or you don't want to mention it just in case we don't end up doing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell maybe, me after. Maybe like a Handmaid's Tale or something. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be pretty full on. I can't believe they made it. Why? Just because you've described the books to me. I, I, I wouldn't want to watch the show. <laughs> Sounds but it, but awful. But it's the time for like dystopian worlds right now because we're living in one. <laughs> Hashtag deep. Hashtag confefe. Yeah, confefe. <laughs> Everyone, watch PLL tomorrow. We'll talk about who AD was. Hopefully it's going to be Ezra. Yeah, message Kate because she... Hit me up. I'm going to be on the internet all day tomorrow. So you can... You should make a Reddit thread. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I have been on Reddit a fair bit this last week. Yeah. Talking to my people. Shout out to all of you who make me feel a bit less crazy. So if you want to talk to me tomorrow, that would be cool because I'll be all by myself. No, you won't. On the internet. Oh, you're going to be here for a bit. So you can contact us on Twitter. We are at Pilot Error Pod. And search Pilot Error Podcast on Instagram. You'll be able to find us there. And thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.